0: Hey guys! Welcome to another episode of the Nihongo Master Podcast. I'm your host, Azra, bringing you Japanese cultural and language content every week. Season 5 looks at life in Japan. The fun, the boring, and everything in between. With the episodes we have released so far, it's safe to say that coming to Japan for a holiday and to live are two very different experiences. With my few years of experience living here, I've noticed a thing or two, and I'd like to share my secrets with you. But I thought it'd be better if I had company. And she's our special guest for today. Coming to you from Tokyo, Japan. I'm excited to introduce to you Cyber Bunny. Welcome to the show. For those of you who don't know yet, who are you, and tell us a bit about yourself and your background. Well,
1: my name is Cyber Bunny. Hajimemashite, Minasama. But my real name is Michelle. I'm uh, born and raised in Honolulu, Hawaii, but I currently live in Tokyo. I'm an English teacher for uh, Japanese salarymen. <laughs> So I teach business English. <laughs> I I used to teach little kids, but then I
0: changed jobs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we've all been there. Like I I used to teach as well. <laughs> <laughs> How about your relationship with Japan?
1: Um. So my my mother is Japanese, and she moved from Tokyo to Hawaii, and that's why I'm I'm born and raised there. And then every summer, she would take me to visit my grandmother who lives in Tokyo. And then she put me through school like for the summer. And then that's how I picked up Japanese.
0: Mm -hmm. How about you tell us a bit more about Cyber Bunny?
1: Okay, well, I was playing around maybe 2016. In 2016, um, I was really into fashion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was uh, studying fashion and graphic design in college. And then I kind of played around with Some material like plastic and i made this outfit it's on my instagram if you want to check it out you have to scroll um all the way down and i was wearing um a white wig and then the bunny ears just like you see right now and then this was halloween and so i wanted to be like a cyber character that was my inspiration (laughs) and it was modeled after my muse bianco She's white and has blue eyes, and she's a dwarf bunny, and she's so sassy. <laughs> so I'm kind of like the human version of Bianco. <laughs> nice. And so I wanted to give value to the character, not just like an e-girl, you know? Mm. So that's why I added in the, the Japanese learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I want to I wanna share the world, how I learn Japanese, and what better way to learn through music
0: and entertainment and anime. So, how about the like challenges you faced? Are there any challenges that you want to share with us? So, I moved to Tokyo maybe
1: two years ago, way before maybe six months before Corona happened. And then um, just adjusting to Japanese culture and its system um, since it is quite different from America.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> everything, I feel like everything's so opposite. Well, the cars, for one. <laughs> Yeah, like this side of the road. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Standing on the right, right, the right of way, or standing on the left side for Japan. Um, medical, societal behaviors, customs, everything
0: is really opposite from east and west. So you said you've visited a couple of times, right? How was that different from like travel here during the summer versus living here? Travel and living is so different. Traveling,
1: mm. you just see the good parts of that place and you're just in a fantasy world but when you're actually living you see the both pros and cons of that place you begin to see the honmae of things when you're living not just the Mae.
0: <laughs> and that is another topic we can talk about <laughs> oh god i can talk about that all day <laughs> <laughs> so before before we go very deep into the living bit. Um, first of all, what's your, who's your main audience and what kind of content do you create? My, um, my viewers are mainly
1: those that love anime, Japanese culture, and learning Japanese. I think learning Japanese is top priority. Um, my viewers, um, they, they hope that one day they can live, they can work, or visit Japan someday. So I create content so they are prepared to expect these things and why it is the way it is.
0: So, uh, I see your videos You incorporate anime into the content. So, how does anime help with Japanese?
1: You know, anime wasn't really that cool. Um, when I was a high school student, um, I wasn't too into anime back then. But, like, just recently, maybe within the past, I don't know, 5-10 years, it has begun to be more like accepted to love anime Mm. and especially with demon slayer and and, uh, attack on titans
0: Mm.
1: it began to be like almost slang and then so i wanted to incorporate what's trending right now and just explain like certain words and how you can how why the grammar it
0: is is that way Mm -mm. so you are living in japan why did you decide to move here my main why is to be
1: closer with family in Japan. Um, I miss my grandma, and she's reaching, I think, 100. Oh, wow. 100 years old. Bad. <laughs> yeah. And I used to visit her every three weeks at the care home. Mm-hmm. But ever since corona happened, I haven't seen her for over a year. Oh. She When she was um, healthy, she would always come to Hawaii and visit us and stay for the summer. So now I want to go to her but yeah maybe when this is all over i can see her again do you have a lot of family in japan um my entire mom's side of the family is within close reach but my my father's side my, um, they're all over california
0: and hawaii so do you like living here do you like living in japan or in hawaii which one
1: i feel that tokyo life suits me better I love the fast-paced city mm-hmm. life. And, you know, the the funny thing is that Hawaii actually gives me anxiety. Oh, really? It's so... It's too relaxing. And I feel like I'm wasting time. And I feel like I should be doing something. <laughs> but um, I, I would go back to Hawaii just to feel relaxed and go on a vacation. But as a young
0: person to be making a living, then I'd rather be in Tokyo. Right. That's the opposite for me. I feel like... Because I grew up in Singapore and it's like a fast-paced mm-hmm. city, well, more or less city. Yeah. So when I came to Japan, Tokyo first, it was overwhelming because it was even more than Singapore. And then I moved further out to like Kanagawa where it's more like like suburban. And I was like, okay, this is a bit chill. And a couple months ago, I moved. Well, I lived in Okinawa for a couple of months, and I was like, oh, this is nice. <laughs> It's <laughs> just chill, just with a beach every other day. <laughs>
1: wow. Okay, I've never been to Okinawa, but it sounds like a lot like Hawaii. That's what my friends told me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've never been to Hawaii, so I can't do the comparison. <laughs> I've been to Singapore but... once, and it was really hot, but
1: so it's so international.
0: It's nice to live, but everyone says it's expensive. Kind of like Tokyo, you know? You think Tokyo is expensive? Well... Compared to Singapore? Compared to Singapore, like, I could go a day in Singapore with just three bucks or five bucks. And I could do all my, like, meals and stuff. Whereas here, one meal is like a thousand yen. And you're like, whoa, that's a lot. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I guess because you are working and living in um,
1: Singapore as a local. Mm hmm. But as a tourist? I thought Singapore was so expensive. Really? I barely ate anything. No (laughs) way.
0: No way! (laughs) Like, you could get a meal for, like, pennies, I'd say. I would spend two, three bucks on a meal every single day. Oh, my goodness. How about in, like, Hawaii? Do you have... Is the standard of living there better? Oh, Uh, my
1: God. I think everyone in Hawaii can agree with me on this, but... Most people have two or three jobs just to make a very, very comfortable living. Oh, no. Houses, like a normal one-story house can go up to a million. Lunch is like $12. Mm. And then you have to pay 15% tip for lunch, 20% for dinner. And we don't have tipping in Jap- in Japan. Yeah. For you, Japan is cheaper. I think Japan is so cheap. So I don't have a problem paying for things. Sometimes I pay for my friends' dinners. Really? Because it's so cheap. Yeah. I'm nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Everyone be friends with Cyber Bunny. She'll pay for your lunch. (laughs) Shots on me. Shots on me. What were your first impressions or any memories you can recall when you first moved here? Pre-COVID memories were nice. Uh... Yeah. Those were the days. (laughs)
1: I was able to spend seven months of just a regular lifestyle in Tokyo. And I was able to visit many places in town and out of town. Like um, my favorite memory was Kawaguchiko, which is near Fujisan. And I went during the fall Mm. and it's when the leaves change and it's so beautiful. And you get your own private onsen and I did all the ryokan things. Mm. Um, of course the nightlife pre-COVID was nice it was fun, very very different from Hawaii, Hawaii nightlife how was it different? Hawaii is very small so you know everybody so when you, when you go to a club um, you just see all your high mm.
0: school friends <laughs> that, that must be hard to kind of escape them I mean, <laughs> you're like, oh you again <laughs> and um, in Tokyo you just
1: you can kind of be oh, yeah. anyone and everyone it, it, it was more... I feel it's more exciting. Mm. I think everyone can agree with me on this.
0: How's Tokyo, though? I haven't been there. I haven't been back in, like, so long. I feel like it's so different from uh,
1: Yeah, we're, we're on our third state of emergency right now. And, you know, it, it doesn't feel any different than a couple weeks earlier when they announced it. <laughs> I think the mm-hmm. only thing that's different is the ban on alcohol in all restaurants Mm. but you still gotta leave the restaurant at 8 and even shopping malls
0: yeah added that one as well yeah I was in the middle of shopping and then they said I had to leave this is just yesterday right it was like 7.30 so I was like okay I have half an hour before H&M closes and then at 7.30 I walked into the fitting room and he was like oh you can't you can't try on your clothes I was like why he's like oh we're closing at (laughs) 8 this is not a restaurant that is weird
1: (laughs) It's weird. At least like 10 minutes before 8, you know?
0: Exactly. It's like, I'm not going to try the whole bloody store. I'm just going to try one piece. Yeah, businesses are... It, it's killing them. So, in our Season 5, Episode 3, I mentioned a few things about culture shock in Japan. Did you experience any of that? Totally. Totally. Even as mm.
1: a Japanese-American who was accustomed to Japanese culture from an early age, I still get culture shocks maybe every other week. <laughs> I feel you, yeah. <laughs> it's something that will never go away. Mm. But um, just to name a couple, um, well, let's, let's do the, the positives. Uh, I think universal healthcare is great in Japan. I'm used to private healthcare in America. And so you would pay, you know, like, couple hundred bucks a month, even if you don't use the the medical care, you mm-hmm. still have to pay. But in Japan, it's kind of like pay-as-you-go, which I like. And the second point is, um, this is more on the, the, the negative side, but <laughs> ladies first does not exist in Japan, and more mm-hmm. like ladies serve. <laughs> Preach!
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's still this way, even from um, the bubble age, where Mm. economy was
0: booming in Japan. Anyway, speaking of culture shock, I know one thing that was shocking for a lot of people. And that's like space, you know, like the size and especially like living accommodation. Yes, uh, my friends and I talk about this all the time. (laughs) (laughs) For
1: some reason, they're always moving (laughs) every single... (laughs) Evil, every single international friend, yeah, I ask them like how their life is, and they they say they're always moving to another spot, <laughs> and um, living in Tokyo is quite difficult, um, yeah, because you're basically living in a shoebox in exchange for being closer to the city, and the farther you're away from the city center, um, the the cheaper your rent will be and the bigger the space, so mm. you're pretty much you're paying for convenience. And uh, if, you're, if you're an American that likes your space and you're used to living in a huge house with many rooms and bathrooms and with a kitchen, this would come as a culture shock. I can imagine, yeah. And, yeah, the walls are so thin. Have you seen those cones where you, like, practice your screaming? <laughs> I've never tried that, <laughs> no. And you saw pictures of it. Yeah, me too. I'm considering buying one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Like at Loft or Don Quixote or something, there's like a cone. You just scream. <laughs> when I was back in Tokyo, I was only staying in share houses because it's so expensive to get your own apartment. You have the the upfront costs, all your um Ugh. deposit, your key money, and all that. And we're like, oh, is that worth it? Nah, we just stay in share houses and just jump from one house to the other. Do you mm-hmm. feel like it's a lot cheaper in a share house? Initially, I stayed, like, in Yoyogi Uehara. So that's, like, city center.
1: Oh, that's nice.
0: Yeah, it was nice. But the house was, like, old and... Oh. Yeah. The, the room's small. So then I moved a bit further out to... Um, Go to Kuji. Still nice, but still small. Then I moved even further out to um, Kawasaki. So, like, Yokohama area. And that was when I stayed for, like, a year. And it was nice and big. And the house was fresh, newly renovated. Cheap. Cheaper than what I was paying in Tokyo. So yeah, you sacrifice the distance. But you get all this space and facilities. So my last share house had a gym, had a theatre room. That's nice. Had all that kind of stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'd stay here. And it was during COVID, so no one's going out anyway. so. So yeah, I would like to have my own space. But in Japan, it's a bit too expensive i feel like mm. right so what do you think are the pros and cons about living in japan like in our first uh, episode of this season i mentioned a couple of them okay let's start with the pros of
1: living in japan um, yeah always so a lot of people have said that they lost weight oh what <laughs> and it It might be due to the active lifestyle. Mm. You just walk everywhere because there's no car life unless you're living um, in the country. Mm -mm -mm. But you bike everywhere. You take the train. At the train station, there are steps. Um, You stand on the train. uh, You stand in the train. (laughs) On the train. stand in the train. (laughs) (laughs) When it's really busy, those rush hours and yeah, that's train life. Um, another pro is that the, the diet, the Japanese diet and what they eat is really healthy. Mm. And I think the biggest thing is their portion size.
0: So like compared to the, to Hawaiian stuff, the, the portions here are smaller, even like fast food. Oh, yes. American size is really big compared to Japanese size. Really? Yeah.
1: I think I lost 5 kilograms. No, oh, no way. That's good.
0: Right? Yeah. I'm, I'm quite happy. <laughs> I have a small appetite. So even Japanese portions can sometimes be a bit too big for me. <gasps> I envy you. <laughs> so if I go to the US, I'm like done for. Like I'll eat a quarter <laughs> of the portion. Yes. You might have to share your meals <laughs> with someone. I'm already sharing my meal. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the
1: cons? If you're visiting Japan and you don't speak Japanese or understand any Japanese at all, you might be a little bit lost because Japan is not English friendly. Mm. I mean, there are signs where you can kind of make out um, where things
0: are. But the people don't speak English. (laughs) Yeah. And if you want to, like, go to the post office or the ward office, it is tough if you don't know Mm -hmm. a bit of Japanese.
1: Um, Another one is, um, like, there's a thing in culture, there's, like, status and hierarchy based on age, your background, your experience. Um, It might be a little bit unfair, but, like, from a Japanese point, I also understand why it is the way it is. Mm. Why do you think so? Um, I think... It's kind of like the senpai-kohai relationship. Mm. So if you're younger, you're automatically like, you don't know any better. So let senpai or let brother or sister take care of you Mm -hmm. kind of mentality. Yeah. So, yeah, mentor mentality. Like if you come from a rich family, you're automatically better because you have all of these resources available to you. (laughs) So I'm better than you. Bow down to me. (laughs) Wow. That's kind of the feeling that I'm getting. Mm -mm, Right. When you're working in a traditional company, someone that came after you is automatically your senpai. They have more experience, but they may not necessarily have the skills that you have. Maybe a younger person has, like, they know everything from Photoshop to video editing to social media marketing, but they've only lived, like... 22 years of their life mm. older does not mean better and you can't also teach an old dog new tricks that's true i'd like i like you know japan to be a little bit more loose on that mm. but yeah. what do i know <laughs> japan summers are horrible yeah
0: yeah 100 <laughs> percent. can't argue with that but I think Singapore's worse. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. I It's think... all year long. <laughs> it's all year long, but it's not as humid, in my opinion, I feel like. Because the first time I came here in summer, I got heat stroke. Really? Singaporean getting heat stroke is pretty funny. But I didn't even know there was heat stroke. I was just kind of like drained and I was just almost passing out. And I was just telling my friend, I needed rest. And I remembered stay- like sleeping at Shibuya's... Um, why is it Tokyo Plaza's building Starbucks? And I was just sleeping there and I woke up and he's like, <gasps> Have you recovered from your heat stroke? And I was like, No. I'm Singaporean. There's no way I get heat stroke. But apparently I did. <laughs> <gasps> That's scary.
1: Oh my god. Yeah. You could've got to the hospital.
0: <laughs> but um, it is hotter. Nothing's worse than Japan's summer. <laughs> Hydrate, my friend. <laughs> okay. Um, so. You're an important ambassador for Nihongo Master. How do you think our online learning system is different from others? You know,
1: you know. I've checked out uh, a bunch of like online tools, apps, and um, what I really appreciate about Nihongo Master is the manga style lessons, and the fact that there's mm. it's friendly for all levels, beginner, intermediate, and advanced. And I also like that it is interactive so the quizzes if if you're a person like me that has short attention span um you kind of need that repetition over and over again yeah i think i think it's a it's a wonderful program thank you
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's change things up a bit um let's think of three scenarios we encounter day to day that we have to use japanese for even just a bit of japanese and talk about the essential language keywords what do you think Okay, sounds good. Let's do it. So, I think the first one is the combini. Like, I think we go to the combini's like every day. Um I think I spent the most time in convenience stores. <laughs> so, everything from kaimono or shopping to sending and collecting mail. I don't think I spent a day without going to the combini. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Combini saves lives.
1: <laughs> it's sure really convenient um you can pay your utility bills you can buy concert tickets or disneyland tickets mm. there's a copy fax print machine you can send or pick up packages like medicari <laughs> uh, you can buy underwear or house goods um just in case for emergencies <laughs> it's and it's 24/7 so combini saves lives Shinzo <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like a standard routine of lines they'd say, you know, like when you go to the counter. The first thing nowadays, they would go, You know, every time, do you need a bag? Yes, yes. I love it when they say that. <laughs> like, sometimes I say it with them in my head. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how many seconds before you cut ah, one? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or they would ask like, Pointo cardo wa omochi desu ka? My answer is always no. I don't use point cards. And then if you order your food, they will go, oh, atarame ka. Yeah,
1: uh, their microwaves are top of the line. Ah, uh, did you know that mm. it only takes twenty seconds yeah. to heat things up? So while um, so it's just it's just etiquette. Mm. But um, while while they're heating your food up, um, they will politely ask you to step aside so the next they can help the next person. Mm. And it's so thoughtful. Like, they just want to be efficient and help everybody. Mm.
0: And I love combini. <laughs> I can see in your eyes how much you love it. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Konbini
1: company? Combini store? I think... Out of all the brands?
0: Family Mart would be my favorite. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And then... Why so? Um, I don't know. It's just decent quality for everything, you won't get something and go, mm, that tastes funny. You know? With Lawson, sometimes the coffee. I go, eh, ah, really?
1: <laughs> oh, I understand the Lawson Yeah. coffee.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a no for me. Yeah, me too. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Have you tried the Mega Cups? From Lawson? No.
1: The Mega... Oh, the Mega uh, Cafe Lattes.
0: They're, They're just... It's just too much of something. Really? And it just ruins it. <laughs> I've seen the cup. I haven't... I've never bought it. I don't like Lawson Coffee as much as Family Mart or 7-Eleven. Yeah. I really like Family Mart, 7-Eleven. 7-11. 7-Eleven's a bit more expensive compared to Family oh, Mart. Oh, you yes. think so? The coffee. Oh, the coffee. Okay. I judge
1: everything based on coffee. Like. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I think my favourite is... Uh, Um, Would you like the items bagged separately? So in the beginning, um, coming from America, I thought this was weird because I'm a simple girl. I'm just fine with one bag. I learned that they do this so the condensation from the hot and cold foods don't ruin the rest of your purchases. And some people in Japan don't feel comfortable with chemicals and edibles. Or in the same bag. I thought this was really thoughtful. So yeah, something to think about. Konbini saves lives. <laughs> I think another day-to-day situation is when we're eating out, like at a restaurant or cafe, and mm-hmm. they'll start off um, as you enter. They'll say,
0: "Nami mm, sama You might even get the option of seating, like, "Nakano seki to terasu seki ni shimasu ka." Do you want to sit inside or on the terrace? Or smoking area or non-smoking area. Mm. In some places, after seating you, they go on to explain everything on the menu, like, super fast in Japanese. And I just go like, yeah, hi, hi, hi. And like, my brain is not configured to Japanese yet. So like, slow down, please. <laughs> right, right. Um, some restaurants have these button calls. You can call the waiter.
1: So, like, in Japan... You kind of have to yell across the room if you want to summon the waiter <laughs> or else they'll never come. They might check in maybe half an hour to see if you're okay or alive. But, um, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. That's what they'll say. So that's when you call and press the button.
0: So like, if you don't know, if you haven't heard that line so many times, you wouldn't know what they're talking about. But that's like, once you hear it, like, at least 10 times, like, that's easy <laughs> to remember. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever gotten asked if you wanted your drink before or after the meal? All the time. Um, if, you,
1: if you don't order the drink bar, <laughs> family restaurant, um, they'll ask um, beginning or end. I usually ask... I usually take my coffee or tea at the end of the meal. Mm-mm. Do you take your coffee or tea at the end, or do you do you have it during your meal?
0: I like to have it at the end, but sometimes they don't ask, and they just serve it at the same time, and that's when I go. Well, you could have asked, but that's because if I'm out with like my um other foreigner friends, they would assume that we can't understand. Um, then they would just not they would skip that whole question altogether so nowadays i would just beat them to it and be like i want it after (laughs) and they go oh Oh. (laughs) save the awkwardness (laughs) get them to it let's see well the third situation that we go daily maybe public transport there's not much interactions there i think right not with other passengers nope (laughs) (laughs) that'd be awkward
1: Yeah, I I take the train to work, and most people spend about an hour, hour 15. That's considered normal. Mm. If you're living in the city, that means you're lucky and you only spend about 20 minutes commute. What I really like or look forward to is listening to the different train melodies when I take public transportation. Uh, I did an Instagram story and the question was, what is your favorite train line melody? And the best answer was Komagome Mm -hmm. on the Yamanote line. To me, it's like the most traditional Oriental sounding, so be sure to check it out. (laughs) Another one was Takada no Baba. Mm -hmm. It's a theme song from Astro Boy from the 60s. And I just love that there are hidden histories in everyday life in Japan.
0: Mm. When it comes to the train lines, I do memorize like my Migi and Hidari, like right and left from the announcement. I think that's how like stuck in my brain (laughs) i also have the word chikatetsu Mm. subway pretty much imprinted in my brain as well like especially when you go to like shibuya they like say all like the the train lines the subway lines. so you go blah 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 chikatetsu blah blah blah, chikatetsu and you're like subway okay (laughs) (laughs) so thank you so much for your time suburbani it was so much fun to chat with you thank you so much for having me azra this was so much fun it's nice to exchange experiences about living in Japan. <laughs> Definitely. So, where can people find you? What's your social media plugs? Um. So I have Instagram, TikTok.
1: Um. It's at the real cyber bunny. I have a YouTube and sometimes I post on Facebook. My in- Instagram and Facebook are linked together. So yeah, please be sure to check it out.
0: And that wraps up our chit chat session with Cyber Bunny. Now, you have a bit more of an insight into how life is and can be in Japan, post-Covid. If you enjoyed this interview episode, let us know on our social media platforms. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We don't bite, promise! And if you're keen on picking up some more Japanese for yourself, pop onto our official website, nihongomaster.com, to learn more about our interactive online learning system. At Nihongo Master, we offer efficient Japanese lessons that are quick, easy and fun for Japanese language learners of all levels, from beginners to advanced. Our smart tools will assist you in areas where you need a bit of a push and congratulate you on the ones you've aced. Get a subscription today and get a head start on your Nihongo journey with Nihongo Master. Thank you so much for listening in and join me next time where I'll be looking at another interesting part of the Japanese culture. Mata ne!